right, good morning, happy Wednesday. Brian Neitch, good morning. Yeah, John, good morning, thank you. Yes, it is a good Wednesday. It is a good Wednesday, good morning. Yes, the sun, the sun is shining, and Jesus is still on the throne. Yes, God is good, amen. That's right. Jesus is king, and uh, that's great news. He has risen. Yes, yes, sir. Every day is great news. It really is, right? When yeah. you wake up, when you wake up, it, it, you know, and you have that perspective, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. You don't have to wake up sad and depressed. No, absolutely not. After all, we have the word here that will re-energize you the if bat- you are. Yes, and the battle has been won. It's well. I've said this before to you. I've I've had people say, "God doesn't speak to me," and. I don't feel his presence or anything like that. And I said, well, the Bible's on your bookshelf moving and, you know, it's, it's, it's jumping around saying, (laughs) read me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm reaching out to you. I'm, you know, there's, there's people that probably have multiple Bibles in their house, you know, ever since they were kids and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I just don't feel like God talks to me. Well, he, he's there in your house. The word of God is the Bible. Well said. So uh, that's why we're doing this, Brian. Exactly. Nice. That's exactly. why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> we're going through. So grab your grab your walking stick and uh, your your of course your Bible. You don't need a sword for the for the scary long journey because right. the uh, the Bible is your sword. That's right. The sword of the spirit. The scripture says. So, yeah, grab your walkie stick, get your Bible out, turn to Genesis chapter 7. Good evening. Let's get right into it. eh? Uh, Genesis chapter 7, yes. Um, That's it. That's where we are. If you're just tuning in and you've decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to go on this journey with Brian and and John here and and, uh, learn and study God's word and and, um, then you know, catch up or go back and listen to the past readings. But uh, Genesis chapter seven, good morning, Will Hawkinson here on the chat board. And I will let, uh, uh, Brian, you want to pray real quick? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Father, we just thank you for everything. We thank you for giving us your, your word. Are you giving us a new day just to celebrate you and to, to talk about, the things that you have for us and the things you've given us and, and what you've done through Jesus. Lord, just, we thank you that you give us wisdom throughout the day and just open our hearts to what you have to say today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. You go, uh, you'll go seven, I'll go eight. That sounds good to me. All right, let's do it. So real quick, the last, last chapter, the Nephilim have yeah. uh, mated with women. Yeah. And, or, or created Nephilim, rather, the, the fallen angels. They destroyed the earth with sin and just cramp it. So God told Noah to build a boat, the ark. Mm-hmm. He did it. He, he, he did it in all that he was commanded. Yeah. So here we go, chapter 7, yeah. verse 1. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family, for among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and sacrifices. Take one pair of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will make the rain, the rains pour down on the earth, and I will rain for it will rain for forty days and forty nights until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the, the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives with them were all the various kinds of animals. Those approved for eating and for sacrifice, 
and those that were not, were not, along with all the birds and small animals that scurry along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, female, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days, the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the groundwaters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with the birds of every kind. Two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. A male and a female of each kind entered, just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. For forty days, the floodwaters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on the earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land, died. God wiped out every living thing on the earth. People, livestock, small animals, the scurry along the ground, the birds of the sky, all were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. And the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. How devastating. Well, that's a long time. I think we forget that this uh, occurred for 150 days. You know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes as, as I was a, a, a kid, I used to just imagine it just, you know, flooding the earth and then maybe a few days it went away. Right. Yeah, half a, that's almost half a, half a year. 40 days and 40, so 190 days total, I guess. It rained and then the flood waters covered the earth. Wow, long time. Well, it shows that um, you have to be patient, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, Noah's out there and he's doing God's work and God's plan and um, you have to be patient. You have to wait. You know, we live Absolutely. in a world where it's just now, 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 social media, everything's mm-hmm. fast. I want it. You know, I, yeah. I prayed about this and it's been, t- you know. It's been two days. Why hasn't he answered my prayers? And you know, it's, it's exactly, been, you know, it's been two days. You know, it's we're so impatient. <laughs> you know. Isn't that true? Yeah, we can we can drive a uh, drive through McDonald's in in less than a minute and grab a thousand calories. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's right. crazy. Right to Boom. The, right to the gut. You know, quickly. And then, yeah, and then you get upset when the timing isn't exactly like you want in God's world. Yeah, yeah. in the spiritual realm. Yeah. You know, exactly. Patience is a good thing. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. Actually, the Bible says that the two pillars are faith and patience, those together. Mm. You know, They're so hard too. you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, your life journey will take you the long way, you know, to, to where you want to go or to, to where, you know. God has, you know, where God has, where God wants you to, to be at, he might take you many different directions before you get there. Mm-hmm. And there's a purpose and a reason for that. So, I mean, I think that just patience is, is huge. It's interesting how it, so it rained for the first time here. Sure did. First time. First time. So the beforehand, right, the water would every evening would come out of the ground and, and um, water the earth. Now, whether that was, you know, little springs of fountains, like sprinklers, or just the dew would be enough, I don't, we don't know, but yeah. something like that, about uh, Genesis 1 says, or 2. Yeah. This time, 
it actually says that the fountains of the deep blew open. Man, just violent. I bet it was about... You imagine being on that boat and hearing the noise mm. and just the chaos that Noah and his family heard. I mean, you know they heard screams. You know the people were, were clamoring to get in that boat. You know, because I'm sure they were making fun of him. Yeah. This 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 crazy zealot over here. Yeah. It's never... It, what's a boat? You don't need to get on... You know, it's not going to rain. What are you talking about? Rain? What's that? <laughs> and then it came, man. Man, I couldn't imagine. That's a, that's a scary... That's like a movie. Yeah. You know, that's like right. a... It's crazy. If you really you think know, about it, put you it... You know what's interesting is... is, is I was. We were talking earlier, Brian, about all these documentaries. You know, how did it all start, and this and that, and we're still looking for the answers. You know, humans know. constantly uh, looking for the answers and trying to figure things out, and we have it right here. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't need to watch those documentaries. Not saying that I'm just going to bury my head in the sand, but I know the answers. Not. I mean, of course, not all of them, but I. I, I just, I turn to the Bible, you know, I just, to me, this, this is, I have the answers right here. This is it, you know, yeah. the beginning to where we're at now in chapter seven. Uh, I'm not, I'm not living my life pondering and wondering and scratching my head and searching, searching. I mean, humans search constantly for the answers and for, you know, spiritual reasons and, you know, uh, it's just there's a constant search. And it's just man, there's 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 um there's something about just having the peace in Christ. You know? Sure. Just having peace with God and just not living your life constantly searching. You know, learning of course. You know, searching for, for knowledge and, and more of God's word and yeah. you know, um um searching to live a more biblical life, etc. But searching you know walking over the Bible and constantly searching for other things. You just, I just see so many people like that. And, um, I mean, here we have it just in ink right here. God's literally telling us, but so many people won't listen. I I find it fascinating and look how many, uh, I mean, the Bible is constantly proven. I mean, the, the old Testament connects perfectly with the new, everything aligns, everything is perfect. Yeah, and there's the proof with the Dead Sea Scrolls, Brian. There's there's tons of proof with the with the with the flood of the Earth and the Noah's Ark. Sorry, yeah, Noah's Ark. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's never exactly. ending proof. But it doesn't matter how much proof there is. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter that Jesus was the most well documented um, uh, person in the entire world, and his his death and his resurrection was the most well documented. Um, you know, mm-hmm. of all history, it yeah. doesn't matter. You know, people don't want to see it. They don't want to believe it. And they keep searching. They do. They do. You know, it's, it's, it's here. This, the, 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 the God of heaven has given us everything we need to find him. It's right here. Peter wrote in the, in the, um, in one of his letters, he said that, you know, we were there with Jesus. We heard his voice. He talked to us. We saw him. But even yet, we have a more sure word in the written word. It's right here. We can hold it and read it over and over and over. And it reveals who God is. Every day. Mm-hmm. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. What a thing. What a thing he's given us. Yeah, so. it's absolutely awesome. Well, um, should we read eight? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. All right. Chapter eight, the flood recedes. Okay. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the flood waters begin to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing, and the torrential torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, 
the boat came to rest on a mountain of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove couldn't but the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew the flood water was almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time, it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at least, uh, and at last, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah and his wife and his sons and their wives left the boat and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed his burnt offerings. I'm sorry. And there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never dis- I will never again destroy all th- living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Yes. That's, a, that's a, what a promise. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer, winter, day and night. Mm-hmm. So, I was just thinking here. Um, you imagine Noah and the family. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of, as we go through Genesis, I'm just kind of thinking about the practical. Uh, Noah stepping outside and seeing everything gone, barren, amazing. Mm. Just the flood. You know how water? You ever been around water? It just wipes out like a river or an area from a flood. Man. I could just imagine. amazing. I could like, imagine. Shocking. Shocking. Which is, you I know, where it, it, I, I was going to say, I put myself in Noah's shoes, though. I don't, I don't know if I'd be scared, though, just because you, you know, you have God with you there, and um, sure, you sure. know, it's, it's your, you feel, you know, what's the worst that happens? You die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, why are we so scared of death? You know, if we're mm-hmm. if we're Christians, um, and of course, if we're you know Jewish people, which that's an interesting topic here, because you know, well, what's the better term here at this point of the Bible is 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 God's people, mm-hmm. God's chosen people. We'll just say the the Jews for right now, because I don't think that real term has kicked in yet here as we read, but. Um, you know, uh, you know these are these are God's people, so they're of course they're going to heaven. But <clears throat> why are we yeah, so God's why people. why are we so scared? You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I, I kind of I know we talked just a few shows ago, of course, about DMX passing. It was so sad. It's like, okay, yeah, it's sad, but man, the struggle he had on Earth. Yeah, and now look where he is. So, is that sad? Question mark. You know, why do we have fear when we have the Lord? 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought to think about. Like when you don't have the Lord, people do fear. Oh, I would be so scared. Can you yeah, imagine yeah. knowing that this? You know, uh, thinking that this is it. This is it. I'm only here for a little bit, then I, I die, and I'm buried in the ground, and then you know, also I'm 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 facing you know oh. hell, for, you know, for eternal life, and and my soul going to the yeah. the dark and all this. It's it's well, you said it, you say it, you said it many times. There's no such thing as you you believe. There's no such thing as an atheist <laughs> in the heart, in someone's heart, <laughs> right? I believe that. That people know God wrote the laws on their heart. They yeah. know that there's a higher power. They yeah. know God yeah. is real. Yeah. But a lot of people we want to deny it. You know, yeah. and right. and right. you well, know, it's fine if you if you want to deny God, you you can. I think people want to live the life they want to live, and so if they deny God and they say it doesn't exist, then they don't feel guilty living the life that they want to live. Yeah. Yeah. That's but no, my my pastor uh, Brett said that. I'll never forget oh. sitting in the audience. I mean, I said that too. One of our mm. men's groups. Um, but I'll never remember yeah, right. sitting there. He right. he goes. Uh, he goes. I don't believe in atheists. I don't think there's one out there. I was like, oh, where's mm-hmm. this going? This that's an interesting quote right there. Uh, but that was his point: is that everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows, knows on their heart the day they're born. Yeah, this is not Paul says. Paul says, "Look around in the New, in the New Testament." He says, "Look, the glory of God is everywhere." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the creation is every, it shows it shows the glory of God. But yeah, it's it's a, it's tragic. It's you know another another place in Scripture it says that that before you become the people of God, you are without God, and there's no hope in you, mm. and that is devastating. But we do have Jesus, and He is our hope. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. it's good. So you're right, Moses. I mean, Noah gets out of that boat, and you know He knows there's hope. He has the promise. He has. Um, I mean, He's been saved. Absolutely, saved from the flood. Yeah. Saved from safe, safe from. Saved from multiple things. Oh man, saved from eternal life in the flood and. You know, God is God is with Noah and his people, and all the way from Adam and Eve, and you know, here we are. You know, well, one thing I want to bring up: that you catch this? That that uh, even though there's no written covenant yet, no written law about sacrificing clean animals or unclean animals or whatever. Um, it says that Noah. First of all, it said that there were there were clean animals taken on the ark, seven. Right in seven pairs of seven, and there were unclean animals, and so all that just means is you know some you know some are able to eat and some are not or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it also says that he he uh, sacrificed um, the clean animals, right in verse twenty, mm. and then he sacrificed burnt offerings, the animals and the birds that have been approved for that purpose. So here's my point. God is so much more interactive than what it, it says in these first seven chapters or eight chapters. He oh, has been talking to them. So we're only getting yeah. some of what their Absolutely. relationship is between Noah and the Lord. Well, we don't. Yeah, exactly. We don't know how much conversation and how in depth. He, but he, I, it, It's so interesting that you just said that because before you just begin to talk, Brian, I was going to make a point. About there's some people, obviously, there's there's people, including myself, that have questions, that don't know everything about bi- the Bible and God's Word, and um, right? Of course, we don't know everything. There's two. Ty- I feel like there's 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 two types of people. I I'm the type of person that those questions bring me closer to God because I I don't know all the answers. Mm-hmm. Right, I. But it brings me closer because of that. Yeah, but there are some people that don't know the answers and that have questions, or something might not make sense, and how could this be possible? And they doubt and have questions and all that, and it actually takes them away from God. They mm-hmm. actually doubt. Of course, not seeing how this world is here, and it's 
like taking a a um what's the uh, game where you write words scrabble it's like taking scrabble. a scrabble game mixing it up and throwing it on the ground and every time you do it says god is good and he did that all the time and i mean do you know how many times if you tried to do that take a scrabble board shake it up and throw it on the ground and your goal was to have it say you know really anything in a sentence like god is good mm-hmm. or tom brady's the best quarterback to ever live you know i mean that's it'll never happen you know and then, and that's what an atheist thinks is that you know this world was you know look i, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole i digress yeah. but my point is it's just interesting to me how when people don't understand it takes them further away and yes. i want to bring them back say hey we're not supposed to understand this is a perfect example of how we're not supposed to know the exact relationship between God and Noah and all their conversations. God gives us what he wants to give us, have faith, and uh, walk with him. Exactly. Well, it's, you have to, it, you know, it kind of comes down to, how do you approach the Bible? If you come to it as, okay, what is this? I want to learn from it. It could be true. I'm new to this. Or you come already knowing, oh, I'm right, and this is, I'm going to, pick out everything I think is wrong mm. with this book. You know, it's, just, it, you know, I'm an ultra skeptic who I, I can, I can pick apart everything. Yeah. So it's really like, you know, how's your approach to like learning and growing? We don't know everything. We're not going to know everything. We're, I mean, when we get to heaven, you're not going to just know everything either. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to, you're going to still have to learn. You're still going to have to go through the processes. You know, God is not a magician. Like people think, you know, just poof, you know, mm-hmm. he's Scooby Doo. Everything you need is just instantly given to you, or whatever. That's not how it works. Life is based on faith. Even in, in the in the physical realm, you have to have faith that you're going to get up at, on your alarm clock. You're going to find some food, and you're going to go make it. Sure, you live in experience, but you still have faith that what you're going to do will produce something good. Right. The same with God. You have to believe, and you have to look at the word and have faith. You know, it's it's the same old process. Uh, but we want people want to live their own life, especially when they um, they don't mm-hmm. they when they believe you know um, that that Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the world. I mean, it could be possible, <laughs> but I don't think it's, uh, he's good. He's the ghost. Yeah, he's the ghost. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, I had somebody tell me once, um, and I think we could read nine here. I'll just put yeah, it, I'll, I'll it. just say this. I had somebody once tell me, I don't believe Jesus is the Messiah, but he was a great man. And I said, Really? Well, if Jesus wasn't the Messiah, he's the biggest fraud this world's ever seen. Absolutely. It's not a great man. Either Jesus is the Messiah or he's an all-out liar, fraud, and horrible person. Pick one. <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> it's funny. The, the I mean, fact come on now. Me, I mean, I know it's a little yeah. a little harsh to say, but no. isn't that true? I mean, it if, is of true. course he's the Messiah. Of course he is God in, in, in a man's body. 100%. There's a billion things out there to prove it. There's only 500 eyewitnesses that were tortured to death that saying, yeah, we that was Jesus. We just saw him. He rose. And they tortured him to death. Not one person was like, all right, you got me. Please stop pulling out my eyelids and nails and cutting off limbs. We all came together to make this up. Here's the leader of the story, etc. No, yeah. they all died from torture. Yeah. They all knew that he was Lord, and they went to the grave and faced torture, crucifixion and everything, mm-hmm. boiling oil. Mm. Could you imagine? Yeah. You don't think Just, one cat would have been like, all right, y'all got us. Right. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. That it, no, it didn't happen, man, because you know why? Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Like, he's real. Right. He's the answer. And, and the fact that, look, this is what boggles my mind. 
the number one person, the number one book, the number one story from for, through all the ages we've lived, guess what? Is Jesus. And he has changed the world. So if he's a fake, that fake has changed the entire world for good. Have people used his name for evil? Of course. But that doesn't make but it, it But it will really be for good, though, because then we're, right, we're praising a, uh, a false teacher. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. but I think there's another side to that too. Wouldn't you agree that it's we're sitting, we're, we're praising a false teacher, right? A, or a false prophet, or not prophet, but uh, God, capital if G. If if he's not real, yeah. yeah, then we the whole world would be face, uh, you know, uh, chasing a false god. But you know, here's the thing. And I'll just stay. We'll just, we can read eight right after this. But here's the thing: go. the only go, go baby person, Brian yes, Knight. I'll just say it. That's right. The <laughs> only person, the only, the only faith in all of eternity, where the power of God can come in and radically change your life, where signs and wonders follow, where people are raised from the dead, where pe- sick people, cancers healed, all kinds of things. And miraculous things happen is Christians and Jesus. And just Christian means the family of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. The power of God, it only lies in Christianity. And I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. Call me out, Brian Knight, wherever you want, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But it's Jesus and his word is where all the power lies. Mm-hmm. Not this peace, love, and feel thing. It's the power of God. And Jesus said yeah. Uh, through his his uh, disciples and his apostles, he, it says the word and the signs and wonders will follow. And they still do today. Mm. People's lives are still being changed. Miracles still happen. Yeah, right. That's well said. And just Jesus. Okay. Amen. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's funny. So when, when we talk about Jesus, man, something rises up in mm. me. He's it. Yeah. He's he's the king of kings. Right, right. Amen. Absolutely. So, all right. I'll, let me read eight. You're getting me jacked up. Yeah, let's read eight. Or, I'm sorry. Nine. Uh, nine, nine. 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 Let's do it. We have a few minutes. How much time do we have? Yeah, we have uh, like 10 minutes. All right. Genesis 10. No, no. Okay. Nine. No. Nine. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Where are we at? Yeah. <laughs> Are we 10 or 9? Okay, you're right. No, no, no. So we read 7, we read 8. Okay, we're you're right. Nine. We're on you're 9. Right. Okay. <laughs> 9, <laughs> 10, 8, 7. <laughs> I got, we, I got, we got jacked up there. We, we got jacked up, out. yeah. yeah. Okay, Genesis 9. God confirms his covenant. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. All and all... All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat meat that still has lifeblood in it. So drain the blood. Hmm. And I will require... The blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And if anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants. And with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, all the wild animals, every living creature on earth, yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will I flood will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant, and you with you and all and with all the living creatures for all the generations to come. I've placed my rainbow in the sky, in the clouds. It will, It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth 
the rainbow will appear in the clouds. And I will rem in, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. And when I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is a sign of the covenant. I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. Noah's sons. The, the, the sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. For these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, well, let's just, let me just say that. Mm -hmm. We're all family. Yeah. We're all family. Yeah, right there, right there. Yeah, they, right there. So, so Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah uh, come from obviously no, uh, Adam and Eve. Yep. And so uh, here we are now, kind of like restart. Yep, restart. Uh, we're all, we're all. You're my brother, Brian. Exactly, and you're my brother. You know that's Isn't right. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, that's the song. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Black, white, yellow, red, whatever you want to be you know, called. We're so divided, and we're so this. The humans have divided, and and we're so segregated, almost in, in society of just yeah. You stay over here, I stay over here. This is my culture. This is your culture. I mean, right here, you said it, Brian. We're all brothers and sisters. All brothers and sisters. Twenty after the flood. No, what no, were you going to say? Yeah. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? What no, were you gonna I, say? That's it. It's it's you know we got to get back to that we're we're one people, you know Bob Marley was love you know he was the best at it he was fighting for that one love you know that's true. Who cares what you look like? We're we're the same. We're people. We're the same blood. Mm. Nothing special about you because you're black, white, or anything. You're the same as me. Mm. Okay. After the flood, verse twenty, right. Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine and he made and became drunk and lay naked in his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover his, their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from, this, from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be lowest of the servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, may the Lord of the God of Shemin be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth sh share the prosperity of Shem. And may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years. Then he died. And that's it. Yeah. So, he knew, he knew how to make wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand why, um, his, why Noah gets mad at Canaan and Ham. Yeah. It's, I'm, so I, I'm sure yeah. of that, yeah. So I don't I don't know fully either. Like I mean, it's there's not a a description in the in the Old Testament here in Genesis of exactly what happened, right? There's I'm sure there's speculation, um, but he what what I, what it appears from this text, and I'm sure there's tradition, right, in the in the, in the Tanakh or the um, it's which is the commentary of the Old Testament by the Jewish people. It's called the Tanakh, right? <clears throat> where he, where he went in and he saw his father naked and drunk, and he literally tattled. He went and tattled on his his uh mm -hmm. to to his brothers, right? Because basically he he was shame. He, they they saw him in sh in a shame light position, you know. Yeah. So they were kind of they were they were judging. Maybe they were uh, gossiping. Well, Shem, um, excuse me, Ham, the father of Canaan, right? He was the one who basically it was exposing, no pun intended, his father, 
right, for being drunk and naked. I don't know exactly what that means, mm-hmm. um, and you know what happened there. But in the in the King James, it's, it, there's a phrase um, that says in verse 22, Ham saw the nakedness of his father. And so that, even though that sounds like he just saw him naked, that if I remember correctly, there's a phrase, and, and it's not that important, but it's important enough to write, curse him. There's a phrase that has to do with, like, a sexual sin. And I, I don't think that his son and his father had sex, but or he raped him or anything. But it's something to do with that, that the sexual, some sexual sin. And so that's why... When Noah woke up, he was like, Ham, what have you done? I'm going to curse you for eternity. I mean, this is a big curse, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, an entire one-third of the people are cursed. Think about that. Yeah, that's a, interesting. Well, also, this could be an example of how um, gossiping and judging, we never really know, right? Right. And when we, when we gossip and we judge and we talk and we, um, you know, the story gets mixed up and nobody really knows. And here we are kind of as the people, you know, as humans reading this in that same boat, right. Of being like, we don't really know what exactly happened. What is that? You know, what does that necessarily mean? Um, I mean, obviously you make a very interesting and good point. Obviously we don't know that. What you what you what you're saying, of course, but that's a that's a guess. Yeah, it's a guess. It's a guess, you know. Um, which is an interesting thing. Again, we just don't know. But you know, the way I take it is, don't d- judge, don't gossip, and I don't know. It's a tough one, Brian. Well. It is like so. If if you you know the Torah, the Torah dot com commentary talks about you know Genesis twenty four where nine twenty four where Noah woke from his drunken stupor and he knew what his youngest son had done to him, right? And then he goes on to say the statement that Noah knew was done to him after waking up from his drunken stupor contrasts with Lot when he was similarly abused sexually by his daughters while drunk. And concerning whom we read. So, right? Same thing in Leviticus. It talks about seeing the nakedness. Uh, it's a euphemism, a euphemism for, for sex. So, it's, so there is the concept that there was... Not only do you, should you not judge and gossip. I totally agree with that. And that, that could be the situation. But it, it is a, it's a major thing what happened here. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of the commentaries talk about... Maybe that Ham went in and abused his father because took advantage of him for whatever reason, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about these are people who witnessed debauchery. They just went through an earth that was full of every, you know, disgusting sexual act, death, yeah, murder, right, rape, right, right. Their the mind. Have seen a lot of their mind, yeah. That oh, is a yeah. very good point you make. We yeah. have to sometimes step back and see the picture of what we're exactly what we're reading. We see, we see it sometimes in the comfort of our own home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a nice little, a nice little air conditioned house, and then, yeah. and then we don't realize like these are this is remember they just this is trauma, right? right? They just went right. through like their neighbors and their friends were. The Bible says that every evil thought was in their mind, so that's pretty wild. And then they went to this giant, yeah, you know, two hundred days of hell on earth, literally. You destroyed everyone, mm-hmm. and now and now, and you have these, you know, and you know the enemy's still trying to destroy these families, just like he's trying to destroy family. our family, right? Yeah. So you know we can't we can't judge Ham like he's the worst person ever. We all, everybody messes up. I mean, you know, and God forgives. Thank God He forgives, and He He gives us multiple chances. But this situation, Ham, and if it is a, a, a you know sexual act against his father. You know, it did cause an, uh, I mean, right. a bad situation. But mm-hmm. it's wild, it's wild. The Bible's wild. <laughs> it just talks about people, and we're we're pretty wild. Yeah, you know, it's the same stuff happening now. I mean, it's relevant day to day. Exactly. You know, 
Um, and we see that we're already in nine and it's the same stuff we deal with today on earth. And it's, you know, even though, like you said, different circumstances and what they've seen and been through is obviously unique, but is it, I mean, think about things that people go through nowadays and, you know, kids in foster homes and, you know, horrible families and upbringings and and so just evil and craziness. So it's, it's, here we are. You know, chapter oh, nine, it's 100% relevant to this day. Um, and here we are again, sin, sin, sin. You know, I think that some people that don't read the Bible and have never opened the Bible or maybe went to a church here and there, the cherry picks and etc. I think they think that the Bible people are just like all high and mighty. Isn't that funny, Brian? Yeah, they do. <laughs> like they do prophets and the, in the, in the stories in the Bible, it's just like this. These these per, it's like oh. it's like it's like the the image of people that go to church. You know, I mean, uh, the 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 church is a uh, sinner's hospital. Um, uh, right. It's, it's it, the, we're, the people in church are the last people that should judge, right. right? Because we're there because of our sins and our life, and we're trying to make right and do right. That's exactly. you know, and 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 so I think just people have this like outward looking in outlook of just oh people in the Bible are perfect and nice and happy and and people that go to church are perfect and nice and it's like whoa 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 you got a way twisted baby you got a way twisted it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. That's you know it's funny that's a it's not like just because you get you get you you become a Christian you get born again you get on fire for the Lord doesn't mean you now you just act perfect. You know, it doesn't mean that you're you're a saint. You're, you're you act like a saint. You know, we are saints actually, but but you know, we still are people, man. We still struggle. We still have we still deal with alcohol, sex, drugs, yeah. hatred, right. anger. We have to fight those things constantly because there's a real world out here, and it's it's silly. But oftentimes, yeah. John, pe- people who who are not being arrogant. But just are fighting in faith and trying to to confess and believe God, they they are pictured as egotistical. Mm. You're better than me. Yes. Oh, you must feel like you're better right, than me. Right, right. But that's not true. I'm just out here fighting for my life, man. Right. Right. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to be better than you. I'm just right. trying to believe what God said about me. So, Amen to that. Well, holy smoke and biscuits, Brian Knight. We are on chapter ten. Uh, I yeah, think buddy. we're moving at a really nice pace. You know, we've only been doing this for, what, a week now? Yep. And we're already not on even. chapter 10, not even. Uh, but also, I do feel like that we're getting a lot of conversations in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, steady pace, a few chapters in the morning, but some really good conversations, some questions. We're bringing up some... Um, uh, just you know, peeling back the layers as well, you know, because there's probably a lot of people listening that have that have questions about each chapter and each verse, and um, you know, I like the fact that we're kind of you know, um, you know, coming at it from maybe a an atheist's point of view or somebody that's doubting, and we can kind of talk about it and answer on how some people might you know view it, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel like we're getting a good balance of talking and reading to keep this pace going to try to read this Bible within ten, uh, two years. Yeah, I think so too. Three, three, two, three, four a day. We got, that's good. We, we got to it. Keep doing it. Yeah. We got to keep doing it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope everyone listening is loving it, you know, just staying on the journey with us because it literally is life. First thing in the morning gets in you, starts to grow. Mind starts yeah. to change. Light starts to shine. Bam. Boom. Let's go. Well, let's pray. Um, dear Lord, um, thanks for bringing us all together this morning and, and for anybody listening recorded. Uh, you know, thanks for um, bringing us all together. Um, thanks for um, looking out for us as we slept and keeping us safe. And uh, we pray that our friends and family uh, are, are safe today. Uh, give us strength to fight uh, evil and the demons out there and, and, and keep the Bible close. Your word, keep it close to us. Um, we, we walk with you, uh, give us strength to walk with you and, um, to keep our path walking with you and not veering off, uh, to unknown places, 
Um, give us strength. We love you. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Everything good is a blessing that we don't deserve, by the way, at all. Um, so thank you. And uh, amen. Amen. Awesome. All right. Chapter 10. And uh, I got to look at my flight for tomorrow, Brian, on when I leave for Florida for the uh, Donnie and Shankle camp. Or Donnie and Shankle, my my camp with Donnie. I always just want to say North Shankle camp, but then I'm saying myself in third person, so it sounds egotistical. So I never know nah. how to say it. But uh, when are you fly- when are you leaving tomorrow? I'm leaving at uh, Central Time. I'm leaving at nine thirty, and I land at three forty one. I have a okay. Houston layover. I don't know why, but three forty one. Actually, Geo is going to pick me up. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. What about you? When yeah, you I land? think I land at like four, not too, a little bit Perfect. after you, so maybe you just hold tight there. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll call you off air here later, and we'll talk about that. I think that we could possibly get a chapter or two in in the morning, regular time tomorrow at six. Well, um, I don't know. That's nine, that's nine o'clock uh, yeah. Florida time. Well, listen, I will bring my mic. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll have my laptop. I have my Mac with me. So I'll bring my mic and my laptop, and okay. we can uh, try our best to get a few chapters in. Uh, that's over, fine. Let's over do the it. Weekend, yeah. 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 Anytime we can get it, get it in there, that's right. Great. So, just to give you guys a quick shout out, we're we're leaving for the camp, so in, we're not going to be as consistent st- um, this week slash weekend due to traveling and everything. Um, so if you're jumping on at 6 a.m. regular time tomorrow morning, we're not on. That's why. So we'll we'll do our best to, to get on um, and continue the journey through God's word. Um, but, of course, we'll be back to normal schedule starting Monday at mm-hmm. 6 a.m. again. So any last words, Brian? Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. God bless Laura. She says, always working during the morning podcast. I love that. All right. She's working though, and at least she maybe she can listen. So, all right, guys, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I will be back later for regular weightlifting talk show, and we'll go from there. Salute.